and my, my wife and I have had this conversation a million times, but it's like, on the whole, I don't like the human race. I'm not a fan. I, most humans are disappointing at their best moments. <laughs> you know? Myself included. Like, All I'm of not these sentences are so good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? I'm your host. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined here today by my substantial co-host, Doug. Ahoy, ahoy. Is that a good one? Substantial? Um, I'm just going to assume that's a compliment. We'll just go from there. Well, I thought of insignificant, and I'm like, that'd be mean. And then I was going to say significant. But then I thought that was weird. So you're substantial. That sounds more like we're dating. Well, yeah, but like when you're in a room, like you're substantial. Like you were saying earlier, you're a big guy. I would prefer the term imposing. That sounds rude, though. Mm. Imposing? Like you're you're imposing on my bubble, bro. Yeah, I suppose. I've been called imposing before. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And you're right. It wasn't really a compliment, but I was like, yeah, fuck you. Well, okay, so shout out Joey again. <laughs> he put his laser eyes back on. What? I let him know that, uh, so there's a GIF. I say GIF. Fuck you if you say GIF, but I say GIF. Uh, there's one where it's it's like, a, uh, watch out, this person is a scammer, and it flashes like elliptic lighting yeah. where people put yeah. that under, uh, they put it under shitcoiners tweets. And then he put like, fuck it, I'm putting my laser eyes back on. So I put that, watch out, this person is a scammer underneath it. <laughs> and then he's like, this is uh, this is offensive. And I said, I prefer the term toxic. <laughs> oh, yeah. All, all that to say is that sometimes it's okay to be called a bad word, especially if it's toxic. Yeah, you just embrace imposing. it. I mean, if it's an accurate description, you know, like if <laughs> yeah. someone calls me, you know, let's say a motherfucker. It's like, no, I don't do that. That's well, creepy. You have. You know? What's that? I mean, you have done that. No, not my mother. Yeah, but your wife is a mother. All right, this is just going. This this is going sideways. This is this what is happens. Where, this is yeah. what happens when we don't have a guest, guys. This is a uh, <sighs> Jeff and Doug special. I think we're going to do it one on one off, and I want to explore. See, this is the thing. Th- this show started for me and you to decompress our mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. of the world. And the life and times of two this guys. This is more about therapy for us than anything else. It is. So that's what today is going to be. And that's what I'm going to keep and doing. that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Because you know what? Two weeks ago, when it was just you and me again, I thought that was a banger episode. Honestly. I thought mm-hmm. that was... And actually, I've gotten compliments on that episode. So oh. And last week, too. So Good. You're going to keep I crushing think, uh, it. Yeah. I like our little mental exercise kind of hyper Bitcoin, <laughs> HBZ world, you know? Cool. Let, it, let us know. So. I, you know what? We don't, okay, so when we were on YouTube, we could get comments, but we can't get comments anymore. If you do want to find us, you can find us on whybitcoinpodcast.com. But if you want to leave us a comment or anything, I think one of the great ways to do that would be, obviously, I guess, Twitter. I'm at whybitcoinj. You are? Uh, at Bearded Hoddle. And together we are at whybitcoin. Under score nice. you're really gonna make me do that what's <laughs> wrong with make, you just for funds but yeah oh uh, my god if you guys like want to fifth send, grade again 
If you guys want to send us any comments, yeah, hit us up there, or you can always email us at askwhybitcoin at gmail.com. Um, all of what he just said is true. And also, what he's about to say is completely not financial advice. So yeah. we move past that quickly. Everything is not financial advice. We're just two yep. dudes talking, and you should do yep. your own research. This is not a research show. This is a entertainment only. Okay. You know, what I, you know what I think of now every time we say say that little part? I think of that meme where the guy, like the little Muppet is like looking to the side and then looking away nervously. Like that's always what I feel like when we do that. That so, this is not financial advice. This is not financial advice. Don't look over here. <laughs> it's not just, we're just talking. I you know, should buy I Bitcoin and only Bitcoin. Okay, man. Uh, okay. I want to say, okay. So here's my few things just at the top of my head that I wanted to get out. One okay. thing I've noticed today since being in Bitcoin This may have been true for a while, but it's like very true today is that I am absolutely positively richer in life than I have ever been and simultaneously absolutely poorer than I have ever been. And it's a weird thing. Like it's super weird to me. Yeah, dude. Like I look at like just if I'm sharing, like whatever I'm sharing my life. So if I look at my bank accounts and everything, I'm poorer and in a state that I never had, had it not been for Bitcoin, I would be in deep, deep doo-doo as the kids say. It's very scary, but also on the flip side in, uh, other ventures that I've taken in mainly Bitcoin, only Bitcoin <laughs> in my Bitcoin life, I am richer than I've ever thought that I would ever even be. And it's it's very strange. Now, are you saying that for clarification, in comparison to fiat or into some intangible thing? Uh, what do you mean by intangible thing? I mean, are you saying that you bought? A, basically, this is what I'm asking. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. I don't care, but I'm sure the audience would care. Are you saying that you're richer because you bought in low and now it's gone up high, or are you saying you're richer because the mindset of Bitcoin has? turned you into a low time preference person and you're getting more enjoyment out of life. Ooh. Okay. So yes to part two, I definitely feel richer in time and life and the way I'm living my life. But in the sense of this is the weird thing too. Okay. So this is the really weird thing is that most of my buys, any like quote unquote big buys I did, which that's, uh, comparative to whoever you're talking to for me, a big buy, right. Happened, Mm -hmm above the range we're at right now right so me too as as far as me too as far as i know (laughs) like i'm probably still in the red but the difference is is that i've been able to just simply save that money so i look at it and it's like there's money saved whereas if i had that amount of fiat in a bank account if i saw my credit card was paid off and i had you know some money in the bank i would go and spend it on a whole bunch of shit I didn't need. And again, yeah, with that non-rich mindset, I'd just spend all my money. So yeah, I, it's not even that I bought low and now it's appreciated. It's like, no, I'm just better at saving, I guess. I can 100%. I was actually going to say pretty much the exact same thing as you in regards to this. I feel like my mindset has been changed away from, I mean, it does help that it's in my world, at least it's hard to spend Bitcoin. Um, 
But now, given the option, let's say, between I'm going to put this $50 into the bank or I'm going to spend this on a nice meal or whatever, I'm going to buy Bitcoin. And you just put it away and you suddenly feel more in control of your future. Yeah. This is this has been my focus with my with my peoples in my group, you know, family, brothers, sisters, that sort of thing. Is this idea of, you know, because I've gotten some of them on the Bitcoin wagon, but they're not I wouldn't call them orange pilled. No, man. Th there's a big difference between people that are just even interested in Bitcoin and are right. full on orange pilled. Like I, I see that in uh like even a bunch of plebs on Twitter, like you'll see their pretty major Bitcoin accounts or have a half decent following. And then they'll say like, oh shit, I just had an epiphany and now I'm all in. And it's like, oh, you're like, yeah, it's just happening every day. So there's a big it's, difference. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a big difference. And it's like, I was talking with my mom this weekend and that's just like, so the, you know, the price has been moving pretty, pretty good this week. And good, good. If you like expensive sats, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. But you know what? At the same time, you know, the, the number go up. Tech is nice because it's being affirmed at the same time, yeah. you know? So that's okay. But uh, so, you know, she's telling me how much she put in every week. And because she, she is DCA. Right? Cool. Cool. And so she's that far along. I don't know that anybody else. I mean, other than other than like a very select few who I've thoroughly orange pilled. Um, you know, she gets, she told me her number or whatever. And I'm like, you're going to regret that. And she just kind of went white, you know? And I was like, why? What, what's going on? I'm like, you're not putting in enough. You need to put in more. <laughs> yeah. She has to, so, wait, are you talking about your, did you say this is your mom? Yeah. 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 And okay. Does can I, does she still have like a, a day job? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if she was retired and just like, I don't know. No, no, So no. she's still, okay. She still just has her day job and working and mm -hmm. taking yeah. a cut of the paycheck like the rest of us. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, I mean, she's DCAing and that's good step. That's good, good times. But, uh, like I said, I just, uh, I think long-term she's gonna, she'll be around to see six figures, maybe seven figures, depending on how fast HBZ happens. So you know. we're, we're going to throw it at you. Okay. HBZ is the new Why Bitcoin podcast term What's that? for. Oh, okay. I, I'm let I'm letting the the listeners know. Me and Doug have a hard time with the word hyper Bitcoinization. So we've. we've I don't just... think you've ever said the word the same way once, like <laughs> never twice in a row, definitely. But like... so with with Hooper Duperization Bitcoinization, we've decided to short form it down to hbz hyper bitcoin i station hyper bitcoinization hbz yeah. so if you hear us say hbz that's what we're referring to and if you think that's stupid then stop listening <laughs> all right that's that's a weird threat but okay i think it's fine i don't know yeah. man i have weird thoughts about hyper bitcoinization as it is we'll get yeah. into that later okay so your mom's not dcaing enough so your dca is shaming her and how does she feel about that of course i mean you know, she says, this is what I got. And I'm like, okay, but you're wrong. You know, like, 
you know so. you have to okay you need a lesson in staying humble so do i like, yeah maybe but uh, look uh, this is the bottom line right this is somebody i genuinely care about yeah you know this isn't some some rando on the street if some rando told me that number i'd be like mm, okay great whatever but this is someone i want to you know have come with me this is somebody i'm trying to pull desperately into the lifeboat so i understand you know so but Okay, well, for me, it's like if you're not DCing every single penny you have, then it's not enough. So, is that what you're trying to lead her towards? I mean, no, I just think that her number could be bigger. I mean, it's totally a personal preference, obviously, and it's my opinion, but it's just sort of like I just, it feels to me like she, and again, I am attributing my own personal opinion to this, but it feels like she's kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Right. And maybe almost like she's just trying to appease me because I've been so vociferous about it and, and annoying. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just, people going to do what they're going to do. They're gonna, yeah, people are learning gonna, their own lessons. Yeah. I think they're going to buy in at the price they deserve. So it's fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I it's, think again, that, I, go ahead. I, oh, I just, I think this is another benefit to going through one of these, uh, pumps or bull runs whatever you want to call it where the ngu tech kicks in hardcore is that it brings in another crowd of people that are like oh no i missed it and okay help me what do i do how do i do this so it's like when it's calm which it's been for the last three months or whatever it's been like my mom's not asking me questions nobody nobody's asking anything right and right, so right. now they're gonna see oh what it just hit what number uh okay maybe you know something that i don't or yeah maybe i should start paying attention which is it's sad in my view so you know like because i don't think you and i if i'm wrong you can correct me but you and i never looked at the price of it like you and i both kind of jumped to what it was right okay like, so for me uh yes but also the the number the the fiat price is how i'd say i'd be pretty confident in saying it brings most people in like what i can make how much money i think that brings in a lot of people and then it's just one of the phases of it so yeah like mine i definitely noticed that i was like i need to save money what's this thing but I think that phase for me maybe only lasted a day or two. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I this think, is. I think once I got Bitcoin, it never be, it never was about pumping massive gains, bro. It was always yeah. just about this is a infallible way to retain value, you know? So yeah. um, I don't for, know. For me, I felt like I was getting fucked and this is a way to not get fucked. True. No, I, I'm with you on that one. And and I did have my shitcoin phase, and that was... So I, I guess inherently, even then, I understood Bitcoin and shitcoin to be different things because I did look at the it's idea of I'll, I'll maximize my gains, you know, and then I'll convert it into Bitcoin, you know? So, I mean... <laughs> Everybody record, says it, yeah. You know, I did say that at one point. In, well, no, actually, even then, I guess I didn't at that point really understand the difference in the tech... I guess I sort of saw them as like this blanket mosaic of quote unquote crypto. Cause mm -hmm. I, you remember in the early points of the show, you know, I kept referring it to it as crypto, even, yeah. even when I was talking about Bitcoin. Yeah. So I guess I sort of kind of saw it as all the same thing, different variants on a theme, 
right? And mm-hmm. it's it's taken me a while to get to the point where I'm like, no, these are not the same thing at all. Uh, I and, think, yeah, I think uh, the shitcoin phase for me went, well, you notice, okay, so I saw what Bitcoin was and what it was useful for. And then I had to look into Ethereum because you have to. Like, I right. think it'd be ignorant not to look into it. And I was like, oh, what is this going to do? Oh, this is going to be really important. And then I looked at the other, I, you know, a handful more of them. I don't know where you always talk about shit coins. But my main difference was, is I need Bitcoin. Absolutely. I'm going to need Bitcoin. If I ever do need Ethereum, if I ever need any of these other shit coins, I'll just buy them when I need them. Right. And what, if and that day ever comes, I still can't do it. If the day comes where I need Ethereum, I need Chainlonk, I need Cordano. Chainlonk. You know, if I need any of these things, <laughs> I'll buy I'll buy one. But until right. that day comes, I, I just, there's no need to hold them. No, I'm very much about necessity over everything. So I, I agree with that. And to answer your question of, you know, why do we talk about shitcoins so much? It's because this is a show for beginners. It's true, yeah. And we're trying to, as you're listening to this, and I do want to have a, a heartwarming story of the week real quick. So, But yeah. as you're listening to this new dear listener who is new to Bitcoin and shitcoins, we're not just harping on shitcoins because we want to, although it's fun at this point <laughs> in the game, but it's because we want you to avoid mistakes. And mm-hmm. you, you, because again, this is wherever you put your fiat, your fiat is still a representation of your hard, your hard work and your sweat and your life energy. And if you put it into something that's designed to steal that from you, like a shit coin, then we're not doing you any services by not telling you about that pitfall, about that trap. So, yeah. um, Bitcoin is designed to retain your life energy and save it in a very secure way. And shit coins are designed to separate you from your life energy and to steal things from you. That's about as simple as I can put it. Yeah, I agree so, with that. We got to keep, yeah, we got to keep, there's probably, hopefully there's a new person listening every once in a while. So yeah, if you decide to go down the shitcoin phase, just know it's not our fault. <laughs> it's also, you wouldn't be the first. We're yeah, both guilty true. of that, but we can, you know, we can try to, uh, Try to help the others behind us avoid that. So, and we talked about that a little last week about yeah. how there's so much more in the culture that people can look to to not make the same mistakes. Oh, so, yeah. it's almost it should be harder now to become a shitcoiner than to just become a maximalist. Well, like, it depends on it depends if you go down the right path. find the show or not. You know, <laughs> I guess so. We got to lead them to some good shows. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us be the gateway to good. Bitcoin conversations. We'll hey, be your we'll be your shitcoin of Bitcoin. <laughs> shitcoin of Bitcoin. Okay, well that here, let me wait. Do you have more tales from the fair? Yeah, 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 I do. Okay, so yeah, okay, j- jump into that. Then. All right, so heartwarming story of the week. I have two of them. First one's super quick. I just want to say my son has been saving up money that he's been making cuz he's been working at the fair with me. Bought Bitcoin today. Oh, first okay. Time. I have... So that's exciting. I have a few questions for you about this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Just before, well, tell me about it. Just don't let me forget that I have questions. Okay. All right. So that's all I have for that little blip, right? My son bought his first Bitcoin today with his own money. I'm very excited about it. I mean, technically I had to buy it because, because he's too young, right? Like he's, he's very too young technically to buy this stuff. So I bought it for him and I'll be transferring it into a wallet that he has purchased. So. Okay, so th- yeah, that's uh, that goes into 
basically goes into my question. One, he's not too young. Bitcoin's for everyone. He can get it if he wants. Two, well, I guess. you should be, okay, I'm not going to tell you what you should do. In okay. my In my opinion, I would be leading him towards the path of not ever getting KYC'd. I would take it, like what I want to do as much as I can, I guess the only person I'll do this for is my son, but I'll do it for friends too in the future if I have to. It's just, if you want to buy Bitcoin, buy it from me, tell me what your wallet is and just give me the fiat. I don't care. I'll take it. I'll sell it to you for the regular price and not sell it. I, I will, I will, I will take your money and I will gift you some Bitcoins if that's what you'd like. You know what I mean? So right. that way that's they essentially what off I did. the system, right? That way he's never KYC. He doesn't have to be. So in tw like my idea is in 20 years, there won't be any KYC. It'll just be people exchanging Bitcoin amongst each other. You won't have to. So if your kid's 20, he goes to get a job and the place he gets his job at pays in Bitcoin. When he has a wallet, they just go tap. Here's your Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Never has to go through an exchange. That's my the dream. exciting thing is, is he was excited enough about it. We talked about it. I said, listen, this is ultimately your money. You choose what to do with it. I'm making my case. Here's my arguments. This is why I don't think you should just stick it into a bank, which is hilarious because last summer yeah. I was literally opening <laughs> savings accounts with him at the bank and telling them, this is how you do this, kids. Because I didn't know last summer. Stop I had no sending idea. signals, dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I learned it from watching you, okay? Brutal, yeah it, uh, anyways so so it's cool it's just a proud papa moment you know my boy is he's getting some of the hardest money he's gonna you know and actually i'm trying to remember what the number is but like i know i was gonna ask how many sats is it but at the same time i don't want you to tell me maybe tell no, me online but later. i think so so there's a number i forgot where i saw it was on a, a twitter post somewhere but basically someone came up with a number that's like if you own this much bitcoin you own more than like 90% of the world will ever be able to own. Yeah, no, kind it's of wild. Thing. Yeah, when I start looking at those stats. And I remember it's... I remember it as being something like my boy's gonna be close to that in a couple of weeks if he keeps this up. So mm -hmm. it's gonna be pretty sweet. You the know? easy the easiest way to break that down is as soon as you realize there's only ever gonna be 21 million bitcoins, if you have one, only tw 20 million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine other people can do that. And there's 30 million people in Canada, 300 million people in the States, 8 billion people worldwide. So if you have one Bitcoin, it's... Oh, if you have uh, one you... Bitcoin, that's crazy. But I think the number, honestly, it wasn't even like a quarter of a Bitcoin. No, it's not. It's a lot less than that. I, it might even be into the second decimal place. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel like that's like, maybe it was like 0. 0.015 of a Bitcoin. Yeah, it's something so, like that. Like, so it's not really hard to get more than anybody else could ever own. You know what I mean? Like at this stage, it's that's where your mind really starts to just kind of get all bubbly and like freak out at what is yeah, actually going on. Yeah, it kind of does. Here. It kind of does. You're like, it's so. it's amounts of wealth that I could never understand as a kid, or even right now, it's hard to understand. Right. You know, and I feel good because I put my boy on that path. So, good I man. mean, that's really what you want as a parent, right? You just want them to. I mean, the old adages, right? I just want my kids to do better than I am, and I feel like. You know, at this point, hell yeah, he's doing better than I am. He's, he understands money probably better than I did up until six months ago. So, well, you know what you it know? is, though? It's not even okay. So, you, you set him up with some Bitcoin, but that doesn't 
set him up like in the future it still comes down to the idea if he spends it it's never coming back the difference right. is is with bitcoin he's incentivized not to spend it right that, that's why i like it so well, it's up to him to realize did, that though yeah what we also did was i said listen um because i am your parent and responsible for you at this point you will save 90 percent of your earnings you can take that remaining 10 percent, do whatever you want with it you want to go out and I don't know, whatever. I don't care. Go to the movies or buy potato chips or whatever the hell it is. I don't care. That's fine. Because you know what? You should enjoy life while you're living it, right? Like you shouldn't. You said should, 90, nine zero. Did I say, I, maybe I said it back. He has to save 90%. Save 90%. That's a lot yes. to save. Yeah. Well, what does he have a need for? I, how I how old him. is he? How old is he? He's 13. Oh, okay. Okay. You know. Yeah, he doesn't, so, there's nothing he needs to buy. Right, exactly. So it's sort of like, no, but you can have a little fun money. Like if you, you know, want to buy whatever, you can do that with your 10%. The 90% has to be saved. So, and hopefully, my hope is what he sees when he is old enough to make the decisions on his own is that he sees that his savings has yielded 10, 10x, 15, 20x, whatever it is. So it becomes ingrained in him that saving is better for the future and for your personal future than wasting it on, I don't know, whatever kids waste their money on these days. Usually kids don't waste their money. They waste their parents' money, don't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, if the he's 13. Mom's credit card or something. Yeah. If I don't want to assume, but if he's 13, he's probably playing Fortnite or some video game that he could easily spend money on. Right. Those games are designed to steal money from kids. Yeah. We don't so, let him do that. Okay. Well, he's got to have something that he like. For me, it was video games. Maybe it's candy right. or he reads. He reads books, a lot. Sure. Yeah. He's into beekeeping, so he does oh, that's right. stuff with that. Um, yeah, some sweet bee gear. I think the worst thing that you could do for a kid, and again, I don't, I'm not speaking to anybody else. Is just my preference is get them hooked up on that dopamine machine called the internet. Man, it's a yeah. bad. I think it's a bad path to go for somebody so young, you know? Yeah. Internet or just, yeah. Like, I don't know. You just realize how when, when I was young and we were playing video games, my kid's playing uh, some Mario games now, which is pretty cool. But the game is, it's just fun. Like 15 minutes, jump around a bit. Now it's literally designed to say, Hey, you want this cool shoes for your character? Hey, you want this cool backpack? It's just gambling. And you, tell a kid to gamble when he's 13 years old maybe that's what i should do i should buy him like the old nintendo super system like the original oh yeah and you can just play like the 16-bit stuff you, know? you can do that on you can get it on a switch we have a nintendo switch so you can play super nintendo games on it it's worth mm. it man it's a good it's a good video game i mean system. those games were like oh man like temgo bowl and super mario even super mario 3 was pretty fun yeah dude I have to say. all all available on the switch i highly recommend yeah. I, I really right. do I'll still okay. say Switch is good. Yeah, I mean, that's a little fiat thinking, but that's all right. It is, we'll I let, know. We'll, I'll allow it this time. Video around. games are fun. There's, Well, yeah, I guess my main point is that video games are fun. Random video game casinos for kids are not good. And that's where all the new games are. Just I think there's a very casinos. serious line that gets blurred, though, with video games. Because even if you don't, like, I look at my past 15 years, right? Because I didn't really, like, I didn't ever have a a machine growing up, right? I didn't have computers because I just, I didn't grow up in the era of computers. I grew up in the era of, like, Nintendo was the first big thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that was, 
I mean, actually, I remember like the Commodore 64, which is where you could like kind of play video games, but it was all like still image, text based driven kind of stuff, you know. But you were, um, you would have been a, what, around a teenager when the original Nintendo came out? No, I think I was just, I was actually probably around my son's age, I want to say, like yeah, 12, yeah, 13, yeah. Young something teenager. like that. I nailed it. So, I was right. but, uh, so I didn't, I didn't really play video games, honestly, until I got into like my late twenties. And now I look back at all the time I've spent on them and I'm going to piss some people off, I guess, but I just look back and I go, God, what a waste. Like a lot of it was fun. I don't want you to get me wrong, but as a percentage of the total, the fun times were not, I don't know. I, I, I think I would have rather traded them for something else. Honestly. I think I think the amount okay so I agree there's a lot of times I can look back at gaming and be like this is some of the best moments in my life some of this I was a big fan of story games still am uh, some sure. of the stories I still believe I, tr I try and tell people hey if you like books and movies get a PS PlayStation play some of these games they're amazing stories right. but the games like right. uh, Call of Duty where you literally just sit there play round after round after round it's just kind of just, just to kill a day, just literally killing time. Right. Yeah, and now, yeah. now realizing how much you can accomplish in a day if you just spend it learning about something or exercising or making something. Yeah. Right. So. And again, I don't want to crap on video games. I do think they can be utilized as a great way to just sort of detox and just sort of, you know, detox from the day or whatever it is. But like you said, if you turn it into a day, I don't know, man. It and just days seems and like days and days and days and turns. Yeah. Into... You know, when you go on those, cause I used to do stuff and I haven't done this in a while, but I used to do shit where I, you know, I play till three or four in the morning, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've and all been like, there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and then I wake up the next day and I'm groggy and I can't like function. I'm like, God, it's, I just, it sucks. So, so I don't really want that for my yeah. kids, at least not at this point. I want them to, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to mimic, uh, you know, you don't you can't go back but maybe i'm trying to mimic the upraising i had where it was sort of like you know we went and went outside and we did shit with our brains and made up worlds and you know we didn't need somebody to god i sound like such a fucking boomer right oh, now dude, i know awesome, i know okay, i know listen. everyone listening is like god what a fucking boomer and well, I just, this, this will warm your heart so okay. my kid yeah we're playing mario on the switch and he's also played there's a game called pokemon snapper you take pictures of pokemon so he's got a pretty good understanding of like a few of the pokemon today we went out to the forest just for a walk and he's like ah there's a t-rex behind us run run and i'm like this is fucking awesome so we're like running from a t-rex and oh there's these dinosaurs up ahead so yeah <laughs> like comp just comparing running around a forest with my kids saying there's a t-rex chasing us compared to sitting on the couch taking pictures of pokemon on the tv it's not even comparable is it totally different universe it's yeah it's totally different get outside it's so good i mean i still have a good time playing games with them but even you know it's this is the thing that's really bugging me i guess this is really um anyways the thing that really bugs me is that like i was so excited to play video games with them and now he's like holding the controller playing the game and i'm fucking looking at my phone man like <laughs> I pick up my phone. I'm like, this is everything I ever waited for was to play games with my kid. And I can't even get my fucking ass to stop looking at stupid Twitter or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the but next when, battle, man. That's the but, next battle. Yeah. But when we're out in the world running around the forest, I mean, you don't yeah. even think about it. So it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. No, no. Kids are great. We need to appreciate them more. That's the moral of that story. Play All right. You ready for 
that was a very long <laughs> heartwarming story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, heartwarming story number two. Oh, so I'm yeah, sitting there. Another one. I do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm sitting there in the shop this weekend, and I forgot exactly how it started, but there were five guys that walked in, and hopefully one of them's listening to me right now. That's the ultimate moral of this story. Sup, that but, one guy. Uh, Welcome to the show. Yeah, what's up, one guy? I didn't catch any of their names, so I apologize for that if you are listening. And um, I, as you know, I'm pretty much the only shop that has his stuff priced out in Bitcoin, which, by the rec- for the record, this pump means I have to reprice everything. Kind of Well, me you off. no, you should have. I should have probably just gone for 60, but I didn't. I, I don't know. I just didn't. So Go for it. Just set it at 100. Take the L and don't worry about it. This is this should be your lesson. Yes. All right. Yes, sir. Anyways, I, I would way way underprice it, and people that are Bitcoiners would be like, "Fuck yeah, you're that." That makes you a real Bitcoiner, man. Like, who? Gives well, I still haven't even run into an actual Bitcoiner yet, so I don't also, know. Whatever. So long as you can pay your whatever you need to pay back, as long as you can pay your upkeep fees, I guess. Well, you know, I'm never going to cash that shit in, right? That's what once I mean. I get, so if you're getting get Bitcoin, somebody's Bitcoin, I'm going to take that shit. So. so you have to make sure if you get your Bitcoin, then you have enough from your fiat sales to pay your upfront yeah. fees. God, upfront. I even hate the fact that you have to say that because you're right, but ugh, fiat sales sounds so gross. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so these these guys come in and they're pretty, they're, they're you know, like you you get to start conversations with people. That's kind of the 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 joy of of doing this ren fair is that you know people are looking they're not just looking to shop they're looking for like the experience right so and i don't do any of the accents or anything like that because quite frankly it's embarrassing and i don't you know i can do accents but all my accents end up turning into russian for some reason so whatever (laughs) Um, like i could do a pretty good russian accent but it's like everything eventually just falls into russian i don't know whatever it should be so what is the ren fair old english it's like old english yeah Yeah. you know you you say stuff like good day and my lord and my lady and all that kind of skyrim skyrim talk yeah i guess i never played skyrim so it's another good game yeah all right focus man so these guys come in and uh the one dude i think i think it started off with you know it's kind of cool that you're taking bitcoin and I was like, yeah, you know, I just, I just kind of got into Bitcoin and I've just sort of, you know, in, De- in December and it's just sort of become like this obsession for me and blah, 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 blah. And so we just were kind of talking about it a little bit. And there was this one guy where he was having none of it at all. Right. And I actually stopped midway through the sentence. And I'm like, and this guy right here isn't believing a word I'm saying. And he goes, you're right. I don't think I don't. I don't believe a word you're saying about Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. So I stopped and I said, okay, that's fair, right? Because what I'm saying does sound kind of fantastic and crazy, right? Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a little quiz here. And I gave him the, how much, how much value has the dollar lost since like 1950? He had no idea. And I'm like, and I tell him, and that kind of got like a half of an eyebrow raise. And then I'm like, and then let's just review. And because what I said is I said, listen, this isn't political, right? Like at all, like every side is doing it wrong. You know, last administration printed 9 trillion. This administration wants to print 6 trillion. So like the money in your pocket right now is being devalued while we're speaking, right? Whether Bitcoin is here or not. Right, exactly. So, So I said, so next question for you, did you know 
that last year alone, if you took all the money and you set in a room, 25% would have been printed, you know, out of, out of America's entire history, 25% of it was printed last year alone. That one got both eyebrows to raise a little bit. I said, I just kind of like raised my hands, like kind of told you, you know, like I just was like, eh, yeah. I said, I'm not telling you what to do, but you really need to research what's happening to the money in your pocket. You really need to understand that. And so he was like, okay, okay. Like I didn't orange pill him by any stretch of the imagination. No, man, you set the but, spark, dude. But That's... yeah, but hopefully like, and these, these are young guys, right? Like I'm, I'm guessing they were mid twenties at the latest, but I'm guessing early twenties. And so then the one guy, cause I'd mentioned halfway through, I'm like, you know, I'm so obsessed with this. I started a podcast with my buddy out of Canada, blah, blah, blah. blah. And the one guy like he so usually when i say that and somebody says something like they're being polite about it and they're like oh what's the name of your podcast and so i told him and then he kind of like backed away and then i was doing my whole thing with the other guy and then he came back after that and he was like is this it like and he lifts his phone and he shows me uh, spotify no way. and i'm like no 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 that's not it and then he oh, fuck. And then <laughs> no no i know but then because he heard the name wrong i guess or whatever he just found like bitcoin digest or something i don't know what it's called okay. anyway so i'm like no no it's called why bitcoin with a question mark and he's like oh this one and he shows me and it was that and i was like that's it he's like I'm, i might give you a listen man so so i got somebody like at least on a path maybe to orange pilling and i got one guy to at least verbally commit to maybe listening to an episode so nice. listen guy who i don't your name if you're listening right now thanks for coming into the shop i do appreciate that you guys were awesome to talk to i did have a lot of fun look after your friend there because he needs a little more pushing into it but you're already on the path my friend to yeah, greater self-sovereignty be careful Indeed. what you do because you might end up like a psycho like the rest of us <laughs> it's very easy. it was it was a good it was one of those conversations that like it was kind of like last week right where i just like you just got to go and people were listening and a lot of times they're not receptive but when they are man and you can kind of see those gears turning you know and you're like man i i I might be able to save another person here, right? From this train wreck that's coming. Like, <laughs> so that's you're exciting. A, you're very, see, this is where me and you differ. You're very about saving everyone. Whereas I don't, this is going to sound rude, whatever. It's who I am. I don't, I don't care if people are falling off the Titanic and drowning. It's like, it, it's up to you to save yourself, right? It's not a, my responsibility to save you. But what is cool to me is the idea of, setting like what you did is all you did was set a spark or better yet an idea in somebody's head so like that you're going to be one touch for the rest of this person's life whenever they eventually end up going into bitcoin or all five of these guys will be yeah i heard about it this one time at the ren fair and then i saw it again on a podcast and then i really got into it in 2024 or whatever so just being one of those touches is something I think is is what I'm aiming for. Just to be one touch, because you don't have right. to be pushy, you don't have to be annoying, you don't even have to orange pill anything anybody. All you have to be is one touch, and that, that's kind of what I want this show to be too. Is just like at least somebody's first touch. We want to touch. Oh, I agree. Everyone. I agree. Whole. I mean, I I wasn't expecting to, and I, I never do. Right. Like, I do think. Uh... Yeah, I want to address your first comment, but I don't really know how to in terms of like, I feel a compulsion to save people. I don't know, man. I just, it's weird for me and my, my wife and I have had this conversation a million times, but it's like, on the whole, I don't like the human race. I'm not a fan. 
Okay. I just, I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it because it's like, I most humans are disappointing at their best moments. <laughs> no, no. Myself oh, included. Like all I'm of not these sentences are so good. Okay, dude. This <laughs> but is, at the same time, yeah. at the same time, I don't want to see my fellow man. You know, like. I'm the type of dude who like when you when you're up real late and you watch those late night infomercials and like, you know, it's like for 50 cents a day, you can help these starving children in Africa. Like those get to me, man. Like I, I am I am the target audience of those because it does. It hurts my it hurts me to see people suffering. I don't like that. Even I, I just don't even people that, that I genuinely dislike. I don't want to see people. So I would rather just never see them again than to see them suffer. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I, as much as I don't like the human race, and as much as I don't want to be someone's savior, at the same time, when I see so many people with the, the like, I don't know, like the spark of curiosity is gone. Like people are just going about their day to day business, you know. And and at the same time, I know there are nefarious actors who are actively working to do harm to them. Mm-hmm. And they have zero clue about that. That makes me, uh, what's the term? Annoyed. Indignant, Probably. morally indignant. You know, it's like these people didn't ask to have their wealth stolen from them. They didn't ask to have their, uh, uh, life energy stolen from them. I would say by and large, most of them are probably quote unquote, good taxpaying citizens who just want to, you know, enjoy life a little bit, work, make some money and enjoy life with the money that they've earned, you know, put your life energy into something, get some reward for that, and then turn it into something fun, like a trip to, you know, into like a trip to Renfair or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but these these fucking nefarious actors behind the curtains you know these these wef actors and everybody else that they're literally just plotting ways to separate you from your life energy and i i they are they are life energy vampires is what they are you know and it just it just drives me up a wall and i so yeah, I guess I do sort of see myself as like, I have this cross and this stake, you know, and I can drive those vampires back if I can just orange pill enough people, you know, because all it takes is, I don't know, not very many, you know, like look at the American Revolution. It only took like a third of the population to drive back the biggest. I think uh, it was less than that. I think it was a lot. It might have been. I mean, I've I've read it's, it was is right down the middle, one third, right? Like so one third actively fought, one third actively fought for the British, and then another third literally sat on the sidelines and did nothing. That's what I I thought I read. Hmm. But it's like it doesn't take much for people to get together and to push back on these energy vampires, you know? So, and yeah. So I just, I guess I just want more people on my team. Does that make sense? Okay, maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's not altruistic at all. Maybe I'm being super selfish. No, like, dude, this is, this is what I think. So one thing I say that a lot of people don't agree with me on is that I, like how you said you don't like humans and everybody sucks. I also, I, I agree with that thought. But one thing that I believe is that I think everyone is trying their best all the time. A lot of people say, no, that person's not trying their best. But like, if you see somebody struggling and they're at a bus stop and they, you know, their hat's flying off, it's like that person is trying the best that they can at life with the tools 
that they've been given so far. And they only know what they've learned. They don't know. This doesn't make sense. They only, they don't know what they don't know. Um, so like that guy at the, that was saying Bitcoin is stupid and I don't believe you. He's doing the best thing he knows how and saying, I know that Bitcoin is bad. This guy is up to no good. And I'm going to say that he's wrong. He's, he's making the choice that's best for him. And what happens is the people like the WF and all the, these organizations that are in power have the tools to force their ideas and ideologies on these people that don't know any better. And then their thoughts become that. So as Bitcoiners, our job, I think, is to at least show non-Bitcoiners an option and then let them make their own choice. It's like, here, your own your own thoughts, the reason you don't like Bitcoin isn't because you don't like Bitcoin. It's because somebody else told you Bitcoin was a bad idea. You haven't done any fucking research yourself. You just read one thing that said, Bitcoin is fucking boiling the oceans. And you're like, well, I like the oceans, so I don't like Bitcoin. And you didn't even think that. You just read that. So as Bitcoiners, we have to help people find resources and information to at least give give our side a fighting chance because we're way outnumbered. Like, yeah, I, I think the revolution was, if it was a third, a third, a third, maybe, but I think the people that fought were at a severe disadvantage, even less than 30, 33%. It might be. I mean, look at me just not knowing my own history. It's pretty pathetic, but I could have sworn that's what I read. But yeah, I could be wrong. I don't yeah. know. But either yeah, way, but... I, th I think you just need to arm people with the tools and at least the idea to spark their curiosity. You have to spark And I think that's, curiosity. again, I think that's kind of like, I actually, no, I don't think I know. That was sort of our impetus, one of the impetus for starting this show. It was this idea of, because we talked about that lifeboat, you know, concept quite a bit, especially at the beginning, just between you and I, mm -hmm. you know, and... <clears throat> And I, I don't think I've ever lost that. I think I've been discouraged in some cases, you know, because again, people do suck and you, you, ha you hold out your hand and say, Hey man, get in this lifeboat. Seriously. Just, just a little bit, you know, at least just grab onto the edge, you know? And people are like, nah, nah, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. And you're like, okay, well you're going to drown. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I know. So like, then okay. you, you as a Bitcoiner have to make a choice to whether either be humble, let them drown or walk away or keep pushing. And I've made right. the choice for myself to just be like, fine, drown, bitch. I don't care. Well, mm. I, I guess, guess, I, guess I, don't, I, would I wish, I wish I wasn't yeah. like that. No, I, I agree with you because at a certain point you're right. They're just, they're not going to, but I guess I would say the only thing I would say to that, and I'm not really necessarily disagreeing with you. I would just say they can't tell you no unless you give them something to say no to, mm -hmm. that, you know? So if I, if I do my spiel and to be fair, none of them like got bored or started walking away or, you know, the only thing was that I was just, I was kind of reading the room, right? I was just kind of looking at the people I was talking to and I could just tell looking at him by his stance and by like, he kind of like, he did that thing where he sort of like shifts back away from you and kind of crossed his arms a little bit over his, over his stomach and stuff. And I'm like, that guy doesn't believe a word I'm fucking saying right now. Like that mm -hmm. guy is already set against me. So I knew I had to kind of target him, you know, and a little bit and not out of like maliciousness or try to make him look stupid or anything. It was just, you don't know what I know. So I'm going to tell you what I know. And if you want to dismiss it after that, 
no skin off my nose, man. I'm DCAing. I'm I'm covering my ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of like, um, <laughs> it's, it's, to use a different metaphor, I guess, it's like Noah, right? You know, in the Bible and stuff. Nobody had seen rain up until Noah, right? Until the flood. Like literally, it did not rain on this planet, according to the Bible, until the flood. So when he's going, you know, guys, seriously, this is bad news coming. You need to be in there. He's building an ark and every, he was made fun of like people, you know, poked fun at him and said, ah, oh, that crazy Noah and stuff like that. And, you're, and, you know, his conscience has to be clean. My conscience has to be clean. That's the way I look at it at the end of the day. If I, if I know something and I don't tell you about it, then how have I served best? You know, I've only served myself. That's all I've done. So. I guess I, ha I don't know if you want to call it a moral code or whatever, but I feel like we have to, if we have knowledge that can save people, we, we share it. If they choose not to accept it, so be it. That's fine. It's on them. You know? Yeah, totally. But anyways, so well, there you go. Good. I'm glad that you got to talk to some more dudes about Bitcoin. It was fun. It was fun. I had a good time. And I do hope that guy is listening, man. I really hope he, he listens to some of our shows because I, I, that would just make me feel so good. So okay. if you're listening to this show, dude, I don't know the name of, just, you know, text me at, uh, at, uh, uh Gmail, ask why Bitcoin, let us there know. There you go. Yeah. Just let us know. That'd be hilarious. Okay. We dude. will read it on the air at the next show. There you go. All right, dude, that we don't know the name of here. This is where you should go after. I want to give, I'm adjusting myself on my seat. I want to give a shout out to a podcast that came out today that was recorded back in May something. I think it was like early May that they recorded it. And it's uh, by Jordan Peterson. I guess he has a podcast series. I don't know. I haven't listened to any of them. But he had four heavy hitters on his show, man. It's pretty fun to watch. He had. It was awesome. John Vallis, I think the guy's name is. Uh -huh. The other guy I don't know. There's and a then, Richard somebody somebody yeah, around. That guy I've never seen him before, so I have to research that guy. But he he was okay. pretty smart. Then we had uh, Bobby Shitcoin, mm -hmm. and That's Robert Breedlove for you newbies. <laughs> Robert Breedlove in his prime, and uh, we had the one and, the and only our Dirt boy. GG. Our boy was on, man. Our boy Dirgy man. What a oh. freaking amazing show! So I don't want to go Dude. too deep into it, but I just want people. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched that one and you're skeptical of Bitcoin in any way, then that has a lot of answers and a lot of just thought provoking questions and answers. And you know why it was awesome. so good? I've been thinking about it because I watched it this afternoon, but uh, the reason it was so good is because you had four huge brains in this, in as much as we don't necessarily like Breedlove, um, oh, he's, he's still a, smart, a big brain. Yeah, he's a smart kid. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't take that away from him. But, um, you had four big brains who were literally talking to another big brain who didn't see value in Bitcoin, at least not in the sense like he didn't. Um, he didn't get I it yet. He had no yeah, idea. He didn't it get it. Like, like I don't want to say he was anti Bitcoin because he wasn't. He yeah. was very much a person in the in the phase of exploration about Bitcoin. Yeah. So he had some really cogent, important questions to ask that came from a very big-brained place. Um, and I have to admit, some of the stuff they were talking about, like they were using words, and I was just like, 
Man, Dude, I, <laughs> there, there were sentences. Enough. There were sentences where I paused <laughs> and rewound yeah. and just yeah. like yeah. he yeah. he said a sentence. I'm like, I don't know that word. I don't know that word. I don't know that word. <laughs> and oh, I know that word. I don't know that word. I don't know that yeah. word. You know, but I I listened to it and I still yeah. kind of understood what they were saying, but it was just like. Just, uh, you know how like on carnival rides they have like the little cartoon character with their hand held up and like you have to be this tall to ride the ride <laughs> yeah. like that's what i felt like my iq was being measured at like you have to have this level iq to listen to this conversation in some parts like it was really well done and also can i just say how fucking cool it was okay so a guy we've had on our show is also talking like so you play that game of, of six degrees of kevin bacon you know, yeah, it's like we are now one step removed from Jordan Peterson. Absolutely. Like we have talked to the guy who talked to the guy kind of yeah, a, like or Gigi's that, awesome. just, and Gigi. Oh God, he was so fucking good, too. Like because he was, you know, what? and here's the thing. Here's the thing I really love that I picked up on this almost right away. But I really love he's the same guy. Like when he was talking to us, two oh, yeah. nobodies, mm-hmm. right? Same guy, still cracking jokes, still laughing as he's talking like. It was so great yeah. that he didn't, he didn't change one fucking speck. No. You know what I mean? He was still super, uh, he was still, uh, still super smart. Mm-hmm. He still made a lot of great points, but he was still cracking jokes and he was still laughing while he was like, it was just like, oh, so good, man. He's a good dude. Gigi was man. my, honestly, he was my favorite part of that. I know, he's the not, best. Not gonna lie. I, I, I tweeted out a thing about it. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but check it out. It's pretty funny because of the way he was dressed. It just made me laugh a lot. Oh, his, his green screen. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty epic. Did you see my post about it? I, I decided didn't. that Gigi is the Daft Punk of Bitcoin. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty yeah. good one. Yeah. I said, uh, I said, mom, mom, my friend is talking to Jordan Peterson. Oh, I did see this. Oh, which one's your friend? Uh, the guy in the bottom right it's the guy <laughs> in the green screen that yeah, he man. looks like such a dork too it's so funny man yeah what dude, a hero well, yeah he's a hero oh, God, Gigi. He, is, he is legend dude he is legend no Absolutely. doubt so shout out to Gigi. thank you buddy you're doing god's work out there man just Absolutely. spreading the word of bitcoin good job so yeah definitely check that i don't know maybe we'll post a link or just search up jordan what's his name jordan yeah, i'll peterson? try to find a link for it i'll try to link for it yeah definitely jordan. have you read jordan peterson yet no i have dude i'm still working my way through the bitcoin standard yeah it's i haven't had time true. to read in a while but tough, i did start jordan peterson's um his uh what's it called 12 rules for life yeah uh that's a great book I I mean, that yeah, uh, jordan peterson has got to be like one of the the preeminent minds of our time honestly like uh, he says a lot of big you could disagree with him if you want but he definitely has reasons for why he says what he says. Yes. And I do appreciate that. And he's got a lot of education and, and not just like school. Like, I mean, it is school book education, but it's like self-driven education. Like mm-hmm. he's clearly gone after these themes and investigated them. And he does a lot of, um, there's a lot of work to like tie them into like world mythology kind of stuff. And like, this is where the, you know, this is how the the myth of you know the strong man or whatever you know like this is how it ties into our our common understanding today or whatever like he's just big brain dude just like i think he's kind of, again he's like he's like um he's like Saifedean, where you read it although Saifedean i think is much more accessible in terms of his writing style but uh you just feel smarter after having read his stuff you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah so shout yeah. out to to jordan peterson and Dojiji. I agree with you in that you guys are uh, both ballers. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you in that uh, what he says, he has reason behind it. And I think that's why he's such a perfect fit for understanding Bitcoin. Because when you talk to a Bitcoiner, like there's there's a Bitcoin po- or maybe it's just a, a, tw- a Twitter thing, but it's just called like no bullshit Bitcoin. But for the most part, anybody that's a Bitcoiner, like there's just no bullshit to what they say. There's no lies. It's just this is what I've learned. So I'm going to like you like you talking to those five guys. This is what I've learned. Here's how I'm telling it to you. If you have alternative information or new information for me, I'll take it and then I'll learn more. But there's no trying to coerce anybody. There's no trying to uh, get somebody to believe you. It's like, I don't care if you believe me. Yeah, or not. He, and that, he, that's the he, way he talks, right? He definitely came into it with this no agenda kind of a thing. Yeah. And he was very upfront. I don't, I don't have an agenda. I just, you know. I have my worldview or whatever it was, but I, I don't. And he, he said it a couple of times. He's like, maybe I am saying like he was, so he would do that, that process where you hear someone talk and then you sort of repeat it back in your, your language to kind of like confirm that you heard the right thing, you know, but he would say stuff like, maybe I am not hearing this right because I don't understand Bitcoin as well as you. So here's what I think. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it was it was just very well done it was it was there was no agenda there was just this the only agenda was getting information that was it so if you're into that sort of thing cool man do it definitely check that out yep okay so i want to uh okay that's good so we we hit all of those things want to move on to uh jeff and doug talk about hbz HBZ. What what's our topic tonight in the HBZ world? Okay, guys. I want to. This is something I don't know how we haven't talked about this before, but I just want to talk about what a government will look like in a hyper Bitcoinized world, man. Because I have pretty strong opinions on what I think it should be like. Obviously, being naked in the forest eating berries, and you have an idea that democracy will still work. <laughs> mm. No, man, I don't know. Just where, where do we go, right? So one, I, I want to open it with this. I want to open with this. Do you have any idea how the first king or queen or whatever the first monarch was came to be? Did that? It must have been biblical times. So is that in the Bible? Like here's the first king? Well, I know how the Jewish kings came about. I wouldn't know necessarily how like british monarchies occur yeah like it does it go or is it all connected you know what i mean like yeah, why I don't, why is I don't queen elizabeth enough. why is that family line royal where the, where does royalty come from yeah that's a good that's a good question i don't okay. know the answer to that i mean okay. like i said uh, as far as i know as far as i understand it in the bible there's literally a chapter in the old testament called kings Mm-hmm. where the Jewish people literally said, we want a king. And God was like, mm, you don't really want a king. And they're like, nah, we totally want a king. He's like, okay. And he but God said you didn't want a king. What? Yeah. God, God yeah. said they, they didn't want a king. Yeah, God, is, God is not a fan of kings. Not at all. He is a king. That's his point. His point is he's the king. You don't need someone else. If you live your life in accordance with his, with his accords, you'll be fine. But, but the then so, are... okay. So then in God's language, the best form of government is a monarchy because he is the mm. one true king. So yeah. is, is Christianity a monarchy? Um, oof, that's kind of a rough question. I, I guess know, in my interpretation, yes. Yes, it is. So this is why I'm thinking, is monarchy the way to go? No, it's not even a little bit. 
You don't, th do you think it's better than, do you think monarchy is better than dictatorship though? I don't see a difference. Okay. See, I think I do. Cause I think Kings and Queens have their, what are they called? They're, they're not servants. What peasants? I don't know. Whatever the people are, they care yeah. about those people. Like Kings and Queens care about their people. Do they? I think more than a dictator. Mm, does. History would history would argue with you. Quite, so well, quite a lot. Okay, well, what kings and queens killed more of their people than dictators did? I'm opening questions. I have literally no idea what the answers well, are. And so. I guess that's a fair question, but at the same time, I, I guess you'd have to look at the, the your definition of what does it mean to care about your peasants. You know, I think I think you protect them from oncoming threats. I guess, right? You, you're all in a castle. Yeah, but they, but kings and queens. And first of all, can I just? I need to backtrack for a second, just okay. for one second. I know okay. my, my mind starts a, to go crazy. As, right as a Christian, I, I have to. I have to do this, right? You ask me, is is God a king? And I say, absolutely, yes, he is. And you're like, uh, well, is then kings and queens are a good idea? And I say, absolutely not. And there's, there's a big difference, and I just need to point it out. Okay. When you have the most perfect being who started all life in the universe and was here before the universe was created and has all knowledge, he's omnipotent and omnipotent, uh, uh, omnipotent. Yeah. Anyways, um, then that's a very different thing than a human being who is has to fulfill baser needs like sexual needs or food needs or just greed. Right. There's they're very different things. So I just need to put that out there. Okay. Now we can continue. So yeah, what's I the question? The question is, is a dictator better than monarchy? In a, my, in a, in my a argument, let's would bring be, it back to if it's hyper okay. Bitcoin, just always keep this in the back of your head in a hyper okay. Bitcoin world. Okay. There's okay. a, there's a monarch, uh, uh -huh. hyper Bitcoin area you can go, or there's okay. a dictatorship that you can go to. Which one do you go to? You have Ooh. to choose one. You can't go nowhere. And those are the only two options for now. All right. Well, philosophically, I don't think either of the, those two can exist in a world of HBZ. Why not? Because I think I think all the way that dictators can. and kings managed to maintain their power ultimately came through the expenditure of energy. Right? Either you expended the lives of your people, or you expended the wealth of the kingdom, or the dictatorship. Okay, because it in order to maintain your power, you need to have armies. And that was the one thing that I can kind of maybe slide more towards kings is that they generally try to just expend wealth in order to maintain their power. And as a result, their people were taxed heavily, but they weren't <clears throat> necessarily always put into the line of fire, whereas dictators throughout history well first of all dictators if you disagreed with them i guess kings would too yeah it's a tough question overall like i'm i'm kind of like talking it out as i'm i know yeah that's what it's know. all about yeah. yeah but i guess okay so with the caveat that i don't think either one could exist to answer your original question i guess i would choose a monarchy because there is the theory that it's a benevolent monarchy and it rules by the good graces of the people who don't uprise and destroy them. Mm -hmm. Whereas a dictator will do stuff like remove any ability for people to uprise as in 
all your weapons are taken away and dissidents are lined up against the wall and shot. And I guess that happened with, see, this is the thing. Like it's hard. I think power in the hands of one person or one group of people is always a bad idea. Okay. So let me ask you this question then. Okay. So you're a Bitcoiner right now. Mm-hmm. We're okay. Let's say we're a generation ahead of now. I, I still want it to be you. Okay. It's you. You have an unbelievable amount of wealth compared to uh, the majority of people around you. Okay. And okay. they need a leader and you say, I will be King. Now you're the King. You're the monarch of a society. And then, and then is a monarchy a good idea if you're the king? Because you could be. You very well could start a citadel and say, I dug king of, I don't know what you'd call your Bitcoin world, but you could be a king. Like you could be a king because you'd have, even if you have a million sats, but you have a couple acres of land, and then you have a few other people that have a few hundred sats, and they say, oh, Doug, we'll come with you. Please take care of us. We only have but 100 sats. Will you take us into your kingdom? Like, you could do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could, though. You really I could mean, do that. You're not That's kidding. why I was like, how do you become a king? You just say, I'm a king now. Well, I mean, okay. All right, let's let's scale it back a little bit from those grandiose notions, right? Let's talk about just your household, okay? okay? Do I believe that a man should be the king of his household? Absolutely, yes, I do. Um, I think that there has to be a leader, right? And now, before people start getting crazy, okay? it's fine. Don't worry about the people, right? No, no, I just, I, just I, I want to say that in a household, the best king is the one who co-rules with his queen. Okay, I'm just saying that. But at the end of the day, you know, I I do think that there has to be at least a shared vision, right? Like, so in terms of your idea, right? So let's say you and I, we manage to stack sats like madmen. The the worst happens, the, the collapse occurs, and you and I have some property, okay? And you're right. People come to us and they say, oh, King Jeff, please take us in. I, I mean, my response would be, again, because of that irrational uh, desire to help people, I guess, in spite of how sucky they are. I don't think it's irrational. I, I would say something to the, well, I think it is, like, for, to a certain extent it is, right? Like from a, from just like a sort of, even from like a evolutionary standpoint, let's just say, mm-hmm. um, it is irrational to invite more people to use up your resources. Right? Oh, okay, yeah. So, well, I mean, there's a, that's not true. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to define resources too, right? You need the people to survive. What's that? You need others to survive. So, are you? You're well, not. You can't yes have no. all the resources. That's, that's true. But if you're just talking about random people off the street, yeah, yeah. You know, well, what do you bring to the table? Well, you're you quite a, I mean? you're like, quite a vicious king if you're just going to toss people to the side. Well, I, but I guess my answer to that would be: Should I be a king? No. But should mm-hmm. I at least be master of my domain? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, that, that comes back domain? to the, that what's that? Then how big is your domain? Just your family? No. I mean, look, I, I already have people in my sites that get to come to my Citadel. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess my point would be in that particular scenario, the Citadel is run by a person 
maybe you want to make it a, a, democ a democratic whatever democratic <laughs> monarchy yeah i don't know but uh but there does have to be a vision and a leader for that and that's that's every that's everything that is everything from a business to a household to uh a corporation to a, a country right you, you you cannot you cannot have dude you can't even get 50 people in the room okay perfect stupid example stupid internet example do you remember a couple of years ago with that stupid dress where it was yeah. like black and blue or green and gold or whatever the fuck it was yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah hashtag black blue gang for sure yeah so i didn't i didn't even engage with that but my point is is you couldn't even get people to agree what color the dress was right so how are you going to get let's say 50 people in a citadel to agree all on their own that we should harvest this or plant that or put up this wall or all of these things right you're gonna have to have a hierarchy yeah you're gonna have to have a king to make the final decision okay you can call it a king but i'm gonna call it a hierarchy because i br i bristle at the idea of a king like i don't want to be a king i don't want to be someone's king but you might you know? have to be well <laughs> okay yeah, okay the so there's no king so there's a hierarchy of people in your in your right. citadel How, who's at the top well, of course I am. So you're at if the top. If it's my citadel, if it's but, my citadel. So the people three rungs down from you make a decision and you don't agree with it. They say, we're going to take all the water and uh, spike it with some Kool-Aid. Fluoride. Whatever. We're making yeah. the frogs gay water, whatever. Sure, right? So, and you, <laughs> and they voted. They voted. We said, hey, we're right. three of us. And we no, no. And this is where it comes down to vision, and right? And it also comes down to my ability as a leader to say, no, no, no. This is why we don't do this. So, so this kind of goes back to, we talked about this a few, few, four or five episodes ago, maybe in last season, where we were talking about how, like, I don't like to give my kids ultimatums without explaining why. Yeah you don't do this because this is why and you don't have to like my reasoning but this is my reasoning right and so i think it, for me if it's my citadel I, I would definitely have the to put it simply my citadel my rules like so you're then you're a dictator this, maybe maybe I, you know, I mean, so it's going to be a dictatorship in the citadels well that's not good <sighs> I'm getting. Can we, can we say benevolent dictator then? Maybe I'll yeah, just be well, benevolent. All, dictator. Every dictator's ever been benevolent. They all do everything for the greater no, good. No, because uh, look, my thing is, I don't need you at all. So you <laughs> exactly. can you can you can be here, but you play by my rules, or you can leave. Mm -hmm. Those are your choice. And I'm like, I'm not going to put you up against the wall because you're a dissident. I'm just going to say, pack your shit and go. You know, like yeah. I don't want to rule people. If you want to be here, though, you got you got to play by my rules. I know, but that, there's, you know, what's weird is that okay. there's, I think there's more people in the world. This is, this is something I've noticed. I think there's more people that are interested in having a ruler than are interested in either ruling themselves or others. So if you, that you just said you're interested in being the leader of your citadel, I think there's less yous in the world than there are people that are just like, yeah, I just need King Doug to tell me where to be and what to do. I agree with that statement 100%. And by the way, that's biblical. Like I just said, the Jewish people were like, we don't want to make decisions for ourselves. We want a king. And God was like, this is a bad idea, guys, seriously. And they're like, no, 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 we would like a king. So, so why, didn't, gonna... why didn't God give people 
better reasoning skills. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, God. Oh, oh, dude, that's a whole other episode. That comes down to free will, man. That yeah, comes down to, true. to free will. Okay. So, and I believe that God gave us free will on purpose. So, and some um, people just throw it away. Uh, some people do. And I do think that is, uh, I think that's a travesty. I think that's a, on, like, I don't know. I'm kind of like shooting from the hip here, but I think that's sort of like spits in the face of God. When you give up your sovereignty, you know, he made you a sovereign individual on purpose. He set you down and in, in, in formed you and said, you are sovereign. And the only person you're supposed to answer to is me. So if you answer to another human being, you're corrupting. And this is, you know, this is my interpretation, but you're corrupting what God set out for you. And maybe people don't like hearing that. I don't care. That's fine. But I think people are sovereign individuals, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you consent to be governed, that's different than giving up your sovereignty I think to you're be just, governed. Yeah, I think you're just wasting your life if you're not making your own decisions. Right. right. And then So maybe instead the scenario isn't a bunch of like poor destitute people um, come into my citadel. Maybe it's my neighbor who says, you're a citadel and I respect you and I don't fear you, but I respect you and I would like to join forces. And so now our citadel becomes larger and we become co-sovereign, you know, mm, like two co-hosts of a show Two co so Right. I mean, how often do you guys, you, uh, you and I agree on stuff, you know, but we come together for what I consider like the greater good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't, I, uh, I don't know, man. Like, so what you're saying is probably you're going to be king. <laughs> Shut up, dude. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, okay. So, okay. So that's monarchy in a nutshell. I'm just saying, I think that it's got potential. I think that there's going to be some multi coiners that will just be like, Hey, I'm building a castle. Anybody that wants to come, you can come chill. I'm the king. It's what I say goes. If you don't like it, then you can just leave. Like that, that's, I mean, gonna, that's there gonna, probably will be that. I know it's weird. <laughs> so that's one option. So if you want to be king of your own <laughs> castle, you should probably buy some Bitcoin. That's all I'm saying. Right? That would be an argument to, for yes. Right. Bitcoin will provide self-sovereignty. Yes. So start acquiring today. Absolutely. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good tagline. <laughs> start acquiring today. Exactly. Acquiring today. So, but like, so we're just, we're just assuming that things like democracies or representative republics, they don't work anymore. No, no, no. I'm just thinking, I think, mon well, what came first, monarchies or democracies? Monarchies came first. Democracies. Yeah. So yeah. democracy comes in well, later. Maybe, I mean, maybe you could call like tribalism, you know, like, uh, I think it was Scotland. They technically had a king, but he was more he's kind of like like england's queen is today where it's not really like representative a, if, I, if i know I, I mean i hope we have some scottish listeners who will just like rake me across the coals on this but as i remember my limited knowledge of scottish history essentially what you had were series of clans that sort of like both defended scotland and their own private interests and so like collectively they were scotland but they also like they would kill each other every once in a while, but they definitely all hated the English kind of a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So maybe you have more of something like that, which I would call maybe like tribalist democracy. I don't know, you know? 
yeah i'm just i'm see when i started i was like i had a very utopian state of mind that like oh we're just gonna be at world peace bitcoin solves all anger hate and there will only be love left but i think people are inherently oh man i don't know maybe i've shifted i think people are there's a lot I know of people you've shifted because you and i have had this conversation before where i have said to you people are inherently evil I at know. the core well i was going disagreed. through i was going through a lot when i was thinking that we were all going to be happy butterfly angels flying through the forests but as long as there's stuff I now i will say this possible. i will say this bitcoin mitigates that quite a bit right if let's just say let's say i am a king okay and i have I I am king of Wisconsin now, right? Well, Wisconsin not going to exist. King well, Doug of Wisconsin. No, because I'm going to annex the whole thing into my kingdom, right? Okay. I own all of Wisconsin. Okay. But the only currency I have is Bitcoin. Yes. Right? The hardest, rarest money that has ever existed. The only way I can obtain more of that is through peace, Right? I cannot invade oh, my neighbors yeah, yeah, yeah. to the west in Minnesota and try to take over. I mean, I guess I could, but what I would have to expend in energy and lives and and the hardest money in the world would not be worth it. It would be more beneficial for me to become more efficient or more uh, industrious or something else where Minnesota says we would also like to be the kingdom of, of Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? It, it would not benefit me to dominate them. Yeah, it would right. benefit me more to outperform them and and basically force them Absorb to them. want. Yes, they, they want to be part of that prosperity. That is where I do think uh, Bitcoin changes the whole game. This idea of conquest becomes really silly in the light of Okay, so for example, let's say Minnesota decides to in, in, invade the kingdom of Wisconsin, okay? And all of my guards have never been given the keys to the Bitcoin, right? And and I have the store and and I have the big I have the big whatever, you know, the big the big larder filled with Bitcoin in my brain. I'll tell them to fuck off. And if they kill me, they get nothing. It all disappears. And then it's all just chaos. And they've spent all of this effort, all of this time, all of these resources and manpower and lives for nothing. It will, this is, this is one of the definite advantages of Bitcoin over gold. Gold can be stored and you have to spend energy to protect it, but gold can be stolen. It's a physical thing that exists. Bitcoin holds wealth, but it is not physical. So if somebody comes after it, they can't touch it. And this is this is not this is not projection on my part. This has actually happened. You know that, that we've talked about it before. But the uh, the hacker in Germany that stole like 1.2 million in Bitcoin, he got locked up for three years. Never gave up his keys. They had to let him go because he'd served his time. The the German government never got that money. You know, yeah, you can't so steal Bitcoin, yeah. you can't really steal Bitcoin as long as it's protected adequately. You know. And so that reduces this idea of we're going to dominate you to take your wealth, which I think is a good thing. So I don't have a problem with that. So here's a weird, another weird th thought of mine. I, I'm, I'm kind of in a let's poke holes in Bitcoin state of mind. So have you, are you familiar with the idea of the 
coconut and the fisher on the island. Uh, it sounds familiar, but refresh my memory. Okay, so it's basically just, uh, you know, the fisher fishes and he catches a fish. And the guy that has coconuts is good at climbing trees, so he can climb the tree and get a coconut. And... Oh, fuck. I don't know this story well enough. But basically, they can exchange those two things, right? And They don't need anything else. Every day, one new coconut grows and one more fish is caught. They exchange it again. Um, so then if... Oh, I, I don't think I'm doing this analogy right. I'm going to... If If somebody... If somebody comes along, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if somebody comes along and says, I have a net full of fish, and the coconut guy says, I have one coconut, well, then that coconut is worth however many fish the fisher wants to give him. Um, so his coconut just... His coconut... Well, that, that economy oh, yeah, yeah. It's it, suffered inflation, yeah. No, well, the fish got uh, devalued, and the coconut appreciated in value, because now one coconut... Because the, the, the fisher needs a coconut. There's only one available. I'll give you one fish. I'll give you 10 fish. I'll give you 30 fish. So what happens with, anyways, to bring this back to your point, you're the king of Minnesota, or what'd you say? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You're the king of Wisconsin, and you have a million sats. Well, a million sats is enough to keep your citadel going because that's all you have. It's a finite amount, and everything around you depreciates in value against your Bitcoin. So even the idea of needing another Citadel to join you, you don't need any more Bitcoin. In fact, when you add more Bitcoin to your pie, then by adding more Bitcoin, you're making Bitcoin an inflationary asset, which it's never been before. So now all of a sudden, all the Bitcoin in your Citadel is worth less than it was before because you absorb... Well no i would dis i would disagree with that because let's say let's say minnesota wants to join right and i have a million and minnesota has half a million i'm not going to just take them under my wing unless they're also bringing additive value yeah i think bitcoin drives inherent desire or need to become more valuable so let's say how do how do we frame this? I have a bunch of cows because I'm in Wisconsin. Okay. But let's say I don't have enough processing units. And let's say most of the time I ship my milk to Minnesota, okay, to to process the milk, right? And I have to essentially pay them to process the milk. And that's part of that's that's the majority of their economy. So my economy is supplying the milk, their economy is processing the milk. Both of us can't really operate one without the other, but if they join me, right, then suddenly Minna, Wisconsin becomes the, the processor and the provider, right? And it mm -hmm. becomes more valuable. You see what I'm saying? You, it, it, incentivizes, it incentivizes people to either out-innovate one another, which is only can be good as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, some people will suffer in that equation, but if you, if you are forced to become more innovative, then everybody over time benefits from that. Or um, it, it incentivizes people to join forces. It, it, it incentivizes a harmony as opposed to a, uh, 
a warlike state where you're just trying to yeah. dominate. Does that make yeah. sense? It does, yeah. And then also, if uh, Minnesota's been working on half a million sats and they've been trading it around, well, those sats have appreciated. Maybe they've appreciated more in value in that citadel than your million sats has. So they come, they say, we have five million sats and also we have uh, all these milk producers and all these, uh, I don't know, self milking machines and right right you right. know a whole bunch of shit that they have so they don't only bring their sats but they also bring all the value that those sats have provided over time so yeah so, so then do, so then we do, do okay yeah go ahead so go if ahead. you extrapolate that idea eventually we get to a state where okay now the next citadel joins in the next citadel, and we're at a one world of everybody working together to and they've all created the best possible innovation, working on the most finite yeah, amount of money. But and no. then we're in a utopia again. So no. where where does the conflict come in? The conflict breaks down in the sense that people cultures are different. And and there are okay, so like let's just say, let's just say, right, that Minnesota becomes economically viable because they also have a slave class. Let's just say. Okay then that culture is not going to be necessarily accept, accepted. And I'm using a very dramatic example, right? Cultures are different. It's pretty, there's slaves everywhere. Right. There are slaves sure. even today. So some cultures just will not be accepted into that. I think, I don't know, I, I, I tend to believe because humans suck that there will always be cultural differences that preclude one from working with another. But at the same time, I do think that Bitcoin will, um, it will encourage peace amongst those disparate groups. You know what I'm saying? I do. Just because I don't agree with, and obviously, like you know, I'm not, I am not condoning slavery. And and just for the record, King Doug in in Wisconsin land, Wisconsin landia, uh, will not do business with slave owners. I'm okay, just not going to do that. Here's the problem, but, then. Let me let what? me let me poke a hole at you again. Okay. Is that if they've had slaves working in order to make themselves economically work or whatever, and you say, no, we can't have slaves. Well, now you have this, let's say there's a hundred slaves that work there. Well, now we have a hundred slaves that aren't going to be slaves anymore. So what do they become? Well, they become uh, people that you need to take care of. How do you take care of them? You give them money. Now you're talking about socialism, right? So well, why do, would you, no, why would you do that? Well, how did, so these people stop being slaves. What do they do? Well, what happened to the slaves in the United States? Did they just stop being, I mean, they stopped being slaves. What did they do? I mean, I don't, I don't know, but they became productive members of society. They became, you know, most of them initially became farmhands and they got paid wages, you know, uh, yeah. and then they, you know, I mean, obviously, grew as the culture grew and they became doctors and they became lawyers. And I mean, Frederick Douglass so, okay. was a lawyer. So you're you know saying I mean? slaves like, in the sense that you're not even allowing them to be educated, right? I guess that's what you, Well, I mean, I guess I, I, I mean, I, 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 I kind I'm of just saying, I think you always need, you're always going to, and this sounds bad too, but you're always going to need people that are willing to do shittier jobs than somebody else. Like I'm gonna be a king. Sorry, somebody's got to milk the cows. Oh, true, 
but but I don't but, think that there should that be a slave is... class. So then I'm how... talking about I'm talking about genuine slavery. Like we basically feed you and we put some clothes on your back and you get a hovel to live in, but you don't get to enjoy the the fruits of your labor. That's what I mean by slave. Yeah, I mean I you guess know? this is what and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a skin color thing or or anything. It could just be if you don't pay your debts, you're suddenly like you could be an indentured servant, right? Where you're you 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 didn't pay your debts, so now you're slave class. Yeah, but this is what, okay. This is what's bothering me about this whole thing is that okay? That's what we're living in right now, and like maybe this is conspiratorial, but like most people are fucking slaves because they work for money, they took out a loan, and they're paying their wages back to the kings, which are the the banks that lent them this money, right? So most people living right now are not slaves in the sense of you know you're getting whipped and people are telling you what to do, but you're slaves in the sense of you're 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 forced to work a job to make money that for the majority of the money that you're making is going back to your government and or your school loans and or your mortgage. Sure. And so but but wait, stop, stop. Listen to what you just said. Okay? You just said your school loans. You just said your mortgage. In a in an HBZ world, okay? You're not going to get school loans like that. You're just not no, because, I know. because nobody's if paying only, for education. If there's only so much money to go around, there is no government, whether it's a king or a democracy or a, a benevolent dictatorship, that's going to be like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you 200,000 sats, and I'm not even going to guarantee you have a job at the end. You just have to figure out how to pay me back that 200,000 sats. But you as know you, I mean? it doesn't work in Bitcoin because you know that those sats will never be paid back. But maybe right. so like what you would that, do that's in that also No, no, but here's the thing. Like if, right I'm, now, like... if I'm a king, let's just let's just take this out to the nth degree, right? If I'm a king and I own Wisconsin, Wisconsin Landia, okay, I'll give you a loan to be educated. But you're damn well going to prove that that education will yield a usable job. It's not going to be fucking underwater basket weaving. Well, who you know are I mean? you Who are you to decide what is a good idea or not unless somebody tries something new? Everybody would have said, hey, don't know. Well, then if it's that new and it's that good of an idea, go get it from somebody else. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. You don't get it from the government. Don't, don't take, well, I mean, that just comes out to don't take loans out ever. I think that should be the real lesson there is loans are bad Just well i i don't know that that's necessarily the best of ideas but we are talking completely hypothetical right we're yeah, talking we're, about it's all again i mean we're, we're, we're going back to this point of like i have established a kingdom based on my foresight to whatever <laughs> yeah. hold seeds and bitcoin right yeah so it comes down to the people that have those visions will not give up those visions for nothing so you come to me and you say, I want to study underwater basket weaving. I'll say, my kingdom doesn't need that. What my kingdom needs is guys to work forges or somebody who can come up with a better, like engineering to come up with a better way to milk the cows because God damn it, Minnesota's kicking our ass in cow milking and I need somebody and I'll give you a loan for that, but yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you a loan to, um, I don't know, whatever, you know, maybe the guy knows another flood is coming like Noah. And then the number one resource they're going to need are baskets. And so if you're going to be underwater, you're going to need baskets. And then you as King Doug of Wisconsin Landia just, just lost out on some really good underwater baskets. Maybe and that I did. guy and, is going to prosper. And you know, what's going to happen? 
is that Bitcoin will make sure that the best ideas win. Yeah. Regardless. Fucking love so, Bitcoin. <laughs> I know. It's so good. Good luck poking holes in it, man. I try, man. I, I try to poke holes, but it's like, yeah, it, it drives innovation. It lets the right choices win. It only lets benevolent leaders lead. Because like you, like you said, if you're not a just and true leader, then people will just leave and go start elsewhere. So, right. yeah. So what... I don't know. Did we answer what the government is going so to be? So what does survive? Because we talked, we talked super hypotheticals, but maybe we should put it a little. We're more talking like at least a year and a half into the future. <laughs> so, but let's because we've only focused on on kingdoms, okay? Which, I like, know, I, I, it's hard to it's hard to mm, the pessimist in me literally heard your example and said mm -hmm, that's the way it's gonna go and then the optimist in me says how does how does america let's just say how does america stay together as a representative republic and still be bitcoin right yeah how know. how does that happen so I think, first of all, the ruling class has to go. They're, they are fiat thinkers, and they're not, they are not mentally prepared to deal with an HBZ world. They're just not. They are Cantillion effect billionaires who only understand printing more money to make themselves more wealthy. Does that mean, though, that a representative democracy or representative republic cannot operate in hbz i want to argue that it absolutely could for all of the reasons that we just talked about and i've really been thinking about writing a book about this today as a matter of fact it's interesting you brought this topic up i think that a representative democracy that is based in the idea that value is the overarching guideline, the guardrail for all decisions, which is what Bitcoin will do, right? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't have value, then it doesn't really play. Does that make sense? Is it, that just fair? Does, it doesn't exist. Valueless things go away because people Value, just yeah, say they don't right. need them. So, but in, in an HBZ world, if we had a large number of people Let's say all of America stays together and somehow my representatives get their shit together and they go, we're going to convert everything. We're going to go from the dollar standard to the HBZ standard. Okay. We're going to do Ecuador or sorry, El Salvador. I always say Ecuador. We should, we're going to go to El Salvador. We're going to make this a, a, uh, a legal tender here in the United States, right? What's going to immediately happen is everyone is going to immediately, un they, whether they like it or not, whether they even really understand it or not, they're going to understand that Bitcoin has more value and they're going to switch to it, which automatically converts the government to an HBZ standard. That means you're only, you can't print more of it, right? So the things that, that, Let's say you're, you're representing a community, a county, 
right? In in our country, that's how it works. You you have a representative. You have two. Basically, you have you have three representatives. If you live in a state, you have three representatives. You have the representative from your county that you live in, and you have two senators. Okay. So let's say there's one county that absolutely needs, or they think they need, they need uh, emergency funding, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. For flooding or something. That idea has to go up against all of the other ideas. And what happens right now is my representative, or we just saw this. We literally just saw this in this, this infrastructure bill. Okay. You have one Senator from Alabama, right? Loomis you're talking about? No, no. Loomis is from Wyoming. The, the one guy who hel- who's holding up the vote on this, this infrastructure bill, uh, I think he's from Alabama. And basically what he wants is he wants 50 million or 50 billion thrown into this bill so that it basically comes back to his constituency. Right? Yeah. The whole thing's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. But my point is, is the only reason he thinks he can get away with that is because the government can just print more money. Yeah. So in an HBZ world, he's going to go, well, I would really like uh, 500 Bitcoin for my little pet project here. But who's, who's, who's telling him that he gets the choice to say how much money he wants? Well, what he he's, like do, what he's is doing is he speaking for himself, or is he speaking for? Well, no. What he's speaking? What? No. Here's what he's doing. He's speaking for his constituency. He because this is what's happening right now in the United States. Again, not speaking for any other country. What's happening right now is all of these little fiat uh, dictators. Their their whole their bread and butter is this, right? They go to Washington. They get elected, and they go to Washington. And their success is measured on how much money do they bring back to this county or this state from the government. Mm-hmm. That's what their success is measured. And that's, that's what brutal. they, that's what they, I mean, dude, it, it the study, sucks. the simple, it's, it's stupid, right? It's so stupid. But, but that's what people look at and they go, they go, well, my Senator just brought back a hundred billion dollars in this development or that development or whatever, or this, this pork project or whatever the hell it is, you know? And it's like in an HBZ world, you can't do that. But you don't even, you don't have to. Okay. So here, let's, let's bring it back to this because, okay. So you have Citadel, Wisconsin, and you've absorbed Citadel, Wyoming, Minnesota, and now we have Citadel, I don't know, what's another state? Nebraska. Citadel, right. Nebraska notices that Citadel, oh my God, I'm forgetting all the names. Which one's yours? Wyoming? Wisconsin. 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 So Nebraska comes to Wisconsin because Wisconsin's the big boy in town and says, hey, I need some of your Bitcoin. They're never going to do that because... They don't need more Bitcoin. What they need is more resources. So the whole idea of asking for more money, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, but I guess that's what people are doing now is like they're asking for resources in the form of money. But what they don't realize is, is that that money that they get doesn't provide any of the resources. Well, what they really don't get is that the government is just printing that money. Exactly. So even, even though they're bringing back a billion or 500 million or whatever the number is, the government just prints that. So it what's really no happening is you're bringing back that money to the state, but you just devalued everybody, everybody's cash in their pocket to do that. Yeah. 
And the only people that won were the people that were closest to the to the spigot of, of money flow. So do you so, think that does the does the money devalue differently? It must, yeah, it must, because in uh, Alaska, the money's worth a lot less, right? So depending on the state, wait, what? Well, like if you're in Alaska, shit's just more expensive. Oh, that's because their resources are hard to get. Exactly, that's what I mean. So in different states, the money is worth right. different amounts of money. Uh, of no, what you'll, what you, I think what you'll have is you will have localities determining what the value of Bitcoin is. Yeah. There will not be a state, like as it crosses state lines or crosses country lines, it will change. Right. So, so if I, again, if, if, uh, if, if I have a ton of milk, let's say in Wisconsin, then it will be much cheaper to buy milk in my state. But if I have to ship it to California or Florida or something like that, then there's going to, it's going to increase in value. You know, and and mm -hmm. so it behooves me, as a Wisconsinite, to 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 make good ties with these faraway places where it's more valuable. I, I will, it, again, it 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 enhances peace and and mutual benefit as opposed to this idea of we're entirely competing. You but know? you know what the the other problem in that is is if you're providing value to Alaska but they have nothing in return to give you. Well, then what happens? Then they just wither away. Cause they have, well, like if you have all the value in Wisconsin and everybody needs your resources, then, then what happens? They say, Hey, can you send us some milk? No, you don't have anything we need. We don't need any more ice. So, and then, <laughs> you know, also, uh, not, uh, Alaska says, okay, well, we're going to come get it then. Right. But it's not going to be worth their time. What do you mean? If they're dying and they don't have any milk, they have nothing okay, better to then do. They get to, they get to die on my doorstep, I guess. But... Exactly. So you're being a, a monarch protecting your people. Again, you keep going back to this monarchy thing. I'm trying to talk about democracy, dude. I'm I know, but about... democracy is not working out so well. It's not working out well. Okay. Listen, I, I hate to do this. I hate to, do, but I don't hate to do this. John Adams said that the United States Constitution was only good for a moral and just people. Yes. Right. And that holds true, I think. And I think what Bitcoin does is it forces people, if they're not going to be moral, they at least have to be just. Mm -hmm. Because again, you cannot force somebody to give up what they don't want to give you when it's Bitcoin. Yeah. So, so at the very least, Bitcoin forces that just population out of, out of, Everybody that lives and everybody that quote unquote rules. But right? you're only just until you're hungry. Once you're hungry, all of your values go out the window. Well, and we talk, we, we've talked about the idea before of there are just some people that are not going to play along, you know, but I don't think that charity disappears in a Bitcoin world. You know, I think, I think what happens in a Bitcoin world is what used to happen, which was this idea of government didn't handle charity charity was handled by the religious organizations of the time and place mm -hmm. so if you were out of a job you know or whatever you basically got propped up by the church but then the church would put things in like okay but you have to repair the church while you're here or you have to paint it or you have to earn your keep essentially yeah. i think that's what will start happening is look you don't you don't have to you know okay but is that go ahead 
is that charity if the church is giving you something and asking for something in return or are they just giving you something? Well, the alternative, well, I mean, when a church is designed to do that, when they're looking for ways to kind of help people up as opposed to just throwing them a handout, yeah, I think that's kind of charitable, don't you? Yeah, but I, I, th- I, don't I think know. if that goes What's there... what's charity? Is it is it charity to just uh you don't have a job, you don't have any skills and here's 50 bucks? Or is it charitable to say, you don't have a job, you don't have any skills, but I'll give you 50 bucks to sweep my floors in my shop and we can talk about it next week if you want to continue doing that and maybe you get a job, which is more charitable. Yeah, I guess it depends on your definition. I'm sure charity means both options, but I think the the latter is the better choice. Right. I mean, well, the charity just decides, I mean, you have two guys. One guy, one guy, you give 50 bucks. The other guy, you give 50 bucks. One guy says, Hey, I'm going to sweep your floors. The other guy says, I'm going to go sit around until next week. A week right. comes by later. You get, who are you going to give another 50 bucks to? Obviously the well, guy the that swept your is, floor. So now you're not charitable and, and anymore. Why? You're just in, now you've employed that guy to sweep your stairs and you're no longer a charity. Well, okay. That's, I mean, okay, that that's fine. But why is it that, that I, in my opinion, I think the latter choice is more charitable. Because the latter choice forces someone to produce value. Yeah. You know what? That's what's weird about, uh, what is it called now? There's a, uh, I'm going to say welfare, but I know that there's different words for it now. But welfare doesn't, I can't remember what it's called now. I don't know if welfare is like a bad word. Either way, money from the government, right? It doesn't incentivize people to add value. It says here, we'll give you enough money to pay your rent in this shitty apartment and enough money to scrape by food and you don't have to do anything. And next month we're going to give you just as much again. And the month after this, we're going to give you just as much. So if you decide to live on that low income, you can do that forever if you want to. Whereas, uh, yeah, that, that won't, that won't happen in a Bitcoin world because yeah, well, I mean, I just don't think people will give their Bitcoin away for somebody to live. And also, I don't know, man, there's a lot of factors here. Like the, if you give somebody 600 bucks in Bitcoin and then they just eat nothing for a month, well, then the next month, the value of it goes up and they might be a little better. It, it, it incentivizes It incentivizes people to make their own value, which is Agreed. something that the fiat world doesn't do. And Agreed. It's, yeah, so... I mean, we're, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, no, I know. I know. I just, I, again, I, I do think all of these problems that we currently have, they were actually kind of solved in the past, a lot of them. And what happened was we got, we got away from like, okay. Um, we had sound money back in, uh, the, the, the Renaissance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rome devalued its money to the point where we went to the dark ages and then uh, Florence came around with the florin that was a sound piece of money. And, and suddenly there was this great explosion of, of cultural and economic and architectural and design and, and engineering. There was this massive explosion in value. And it was all based on the premise that the money was sound mm-hmm. and therefore creating value created more wealth for yourself. And I really do believe that what's happened is... We have had a fiat system since 1913 where we could go ahead and if we wanted to just hand out money to people, and let's be honest, 
most of the handouts were because people wanted to be reelected, you know, that led to a lessening of innovation, a lessening of personal responsibility and self-sovereignty. And you, you, you see this now, and this is not, this is not a race thing or anything. This is just a cultural thing. This is what's happening around the world. People have been incentivized to be less productive, to not be as innovative, to not be as, and it doesn't even have to be innovative, I guess. It just has to be hardworking, you know? And so I guess my argument is in a world where the government cannot hand out cash to every person with their handout, you're going to force people to create reasons for getting that Bitcoin, whether it is sweeping a floor or coming up with it. And, and the thing of, and this is, this is, I think this is super important. I want to say this. We are not done evolving as a human species. There are so many more things that we need to accomplish and they can be super simple things. Okay. Look, look at, look at, um, Everybody knows this example, especially in the United States, right? Eli Whitney and the cotton gin, okay? The best way to do it prior to him was, was to, like, pick cotton and whatever. And he comes along with this stupid little box that you can kind of like just do a rotary crank, and it separates the cotton out, and it, like, revolutionized the cotton industry, right? There are little tiny things that everybody can improve on, whether it's being more efficient in sweeping those floors or coming up with something more sweeping like the you know the telegraph or the phone or g5 or starlink or whatever it is we will still evolve we will still push forward and it can be in little increments whether it's just you go to a company and and you just figure out a better way to do the paperwork you know what i mean there will be ways to better your surroundings and it will be incentivized by things like Bitcoin when the government can't print a bunch of cash and basically pay people to be unproductive. What you will have is a population around the world that will be more incentivized to be more productive. You could get by on what you're going to get, but do you want to live like that or do you want to live better? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. Okay. I see a world in HBZ where everyone is incentivized to do better for themselves. And that will drive both the big movers and the small movers. I you have, know, I have an idea to just to wrap this idea mm -hmm. up. We'll wrap this idea up for the day. I want, I want to leave you with this thought. Okay. You, you brought up uh, Florence and Rome and uh, the Renaissance when people were living on hard sound money and the people wanted to create better lives for themselves and you talk about um not archaeology what is it when you make something uh, architecture architecture not archaeology architecture you look at the architecture of our time the shitty buildings we've created yep. and the yep. architecture of sound money times you know what they made motherfucking castles you know who lives in a castle kings and queens but also their servants so why is it and i i'm honestly just asking this question why is it then that when we were on a sound money and this is also true for egypt and this is also true maybe not for greece but this is true for egypt and uh for in the the dark not the dark ages but the renaissance and the times of kings and queens vikings and all that shit when they were on a sound money, they had castles, 
and the government was a king or a queen. It's just interesting that sound money leads towards monarchs. I don't know. <laughs> is, is that that's it's, weird? It's that's weird. It's true though. This. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I will say this. I will say this. I've been to a lot of cities in my life. I have also had the good fortune of visiting Florence and of all the cities. I hate cities. I genuinely dislike cities. They make me, they make my skin crawl. Genuinely. I don't like being in cities at all. Florence was an absolute joy to visit. It was beautiful. They had Duomo's. They had beautiful, like the streets were all gorgeously constructed. And these are the same cities and the same buildings for the most part that existed back then. In fact, um, I can't remember the name of Duomo. The Duomos are um, these domed buildings that are also churches you see all over the place. But there is a there is a Duomo in in Florence that has the the grave sites of like Michelangelo and Da Vinci and like all of these big brain guys from back then. Absolutely gorgeous, amazing. As a matter of fact, it's interesting. This one, I I think it's Duomo of Santa Rosa. I could be wrong, probably am wrong, but uh, it's interesting because. Um, uh da vinci is purported to have designed the duomo and so the duomo is these, these domes over these churches right and the way he designed it just to kind of like spout some historical knowledge i guess he designed it so that essentially all of the bricks they go up into this dome and they're all essentially held together by like one stone mm -hmm. and to this day architects apparently cannot figure out how he figured out how to do this That's cool. but he built this back in the 60s like florence is absolutely amazing it is rich in history it's a beautiful city i i, I mean i don't know if you can get there or not i don't know what the i don't know what the rules are anymore for travel or whatnot but if you can visit florence it is the only city i would ever consider living in honestly it is gorgeous because so, it was created on a hard sound money Probably, Absolutely probably it was, but I mean, it's just, it's interesting to me because it's a personal experience that the, the city that, that came, that basically led us out of the dark ages is the city that I genuinely would love to live in. It's a beautiful city. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, absolutely, it's amazing. It does look cool. So nice anyways, one. that's, that's my wrap up on it. Okay. I don't know. Well, yeah, I like that idea. I don't know. This is just another think tank experiment for me and you if you're listening and you have a better idea and you don't think you should be a king of your castle i don't know let me know i don't know i i, I don't know we're gonna we're yeah, gonna I go would love to have this discussion again and yeah, let's maybe we'll talk to... more about like like a democracy or something and like an, that. I, we didn't even talk about anarchy at all which i'd, I'd love right to no we didn't that and maybe stuff. that should be the next one is like democracy versus anarchy of kind course. of a situation because i'm still not sold on that man i just no. i see it and i kind of get it but i don't get it yeah, I mean, we'll figure. Okay, that'll be an uh, episode for a future day. Let's, okay, uh, all right, we'll leave this one here. Let's take a quick pause. Why Bitcoin presents your weekly price check. Okay, guys, welcome to the Why Bitcoin podcast. Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't know. The price check of the week. What are we even? Why Bitcoin podcast price check? Week, weekly price check, dude. That's Do, what the that's what this that's what the stinger just said is the weekly price. The check. weekly price check. Yeah. All right. Is this brought to you by anybody? Do you have anybody you want to? 
Uh, have you used any good it, Bitcoin products or uh, apps or videos? Let's, let's bring it. Let's bring it from a cold card wallet. Okay. Yeah. I check just, out cold I just, card. Yeah, I just bought a couple of those. I haven't set them up yet, but I'm excited to. I'm. Uh, they're interesting because they're air gapped. Um, they work with a lot of different things. I think they work with Blue Wallet, and I'm you pretty need to, you sure need to have they Samurai work with Samurai Wasabi. Wallet. Yeah, I think that? I think you have to have Wasabi or Samurai. Maybe it's Wasabi. I, I, I'm not sure, but um, also let's just do a shout out to uh, Umbral. Have you seen the update for Umbral? Oh, man, I don't even have my node running yet. Oh my god, dude. This Umbral update is absolutely fucking amazing, dude. Nice. It literally, you know, yeah, like okay. Guys, you know how you talk about the cloud, right? What's the problem with the cloud, as it were? Oh, the yes, problem is is somebody else is the cloud. It's sitting on it's not just literally floating out in space. It's sitting your information is sitting on somebody else's computer somewhere. That's a fact. That's how the cloud works. This umbral update lets you be your own cloud. It is very fucking cool. Like I haven't even delved all the way into it, but I started playing with like the um the password protector. They uh I played a little bit with um uh, I was talking with my buddy Justice, and we played a little bit with their messaging service. So basically, you can have a messaging service where all of the messages are not stored on somebody else's server. They're stored on your server. Very fucking cool stuff. Definitely, if you don't have a node yet, you're doing Bitcoin wrong, go do it. <laughs> but also, check out Umbral because they are adding stuff all the time, and this last update was baller. Absolutely baller. Okay. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the price of Bitcoin this week, even though I don't really want to. All right. So, do you want to tell our score? Okay. If you're new here, if this is your first time listening, Doug and I uh, check the price of Bitcoin every week. We both make a guess for what the price of one Bitcoin is going to be in U.S. dollars the following week. The winner receives one point. At the end of the season, the person with the most points will receive one hundred thousand sats which may actually be going up this week so if we it's have actually going to go up if week, we have a guest yeah. on the show we add five thousand sats i don't know where we got these i think I was, you uh, did it you did it i'm blaming you 100 percent like I'm my about first to lose another five thousand you jackass it was my first time having a drink in like four months and i'm like hey let's just get wild <laughs> let, me, let me have a all time. right okay so last week i was the bull i had thirty seven thousand nine hundred forty five as the USD equivalent of Bitcoin. Jeff had 41,430 and 32 cents. And our guest last week, Diligent, Diligent Ninja, who was an excellent guest, and I hope uh, he comes back, uh, he had 43,550. Now, the problem with that is that Diligent actually won because I currently have it sitting at 46,925. Nice. So diligent, good job. You, you, you maybe so, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So so now that means neither one of us gets a point, right? No, no points. So I, I'm nope, sitting at no one points. point. I'm sitting and at I one point. Two. You have two points. Mm-hmm. And the pot is at one hundred five thousand sats. And now it's at one hundred five thousand sats between us. God dang Pretty it. wild. Good idea, Jeff. We'll go, man. man. Good job, diligent. Right. Okay, one thing. You said, what was your guess last week? 37? No, dude. I, 
I wasn't even close to that. I just actually crumpled up the paper. I had to reach for it. Um, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, 37,945. Well, you just said you were the bull, and I was like, you weren't the bull. You were the bear last week. Just quick, quick uh, correction on your word. Word Okay. And you're not really mayor. Moving on, we will take uh, 30 seconds here. Doug and I will make a choice of what the price is going to be, and it's going to be tough this week because I have no freaking idea. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Cue it. Okay, I'm ready. All right. What do you got, man? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I think so. I think you should go first. Okay. I haven't had a bullish uh, guess like this since the very early days of the Why Bitcoin podcast. I'm I'm throwing out there. Let's go screaming up to my good friend Denise 58K gang with $58,543.87. And 87 cents? Yeah, 58543 and 87 cents. All right. And mine is bearish, uh, but still bullish from where we're at. Um, 49,875. Okay. That, that's a good guess. I feel I feel okay. I feel like there's going to be a pullback at 50. You're throwing no pennies maybe... out there? Throw some no pennies nah, out? I don't need to. I don't need to. Uh, I just think it'd, be, I think it'd be it's funny. It's going to be that number exactly next If week. we get an episode ever, imagine, where you just check it and it's like bang on. That'd be cool. It's going to be awesome. 58,543.87. If you don't follow, I don't know, it's D-E-N-I-Z. It's part of the 58K gang. Do you know about this gang on Twitter? No, what about them? Okay, so basically uh, a while back when we were flirting with the 60s, there was a 58K gang because we kept bouncing from 58 to 59, 58, 57, 58. Right. And everybody's like, oh, come on, it's going to go to, you know, 70, 80,000. And then the 58K gang formed. And people are like, you stupid 58K gang. And then it started screaming down. So now people are like, oh, I can't wait till the 58K gang is back. (laughs) It's all all stupid, but it's just funny, like... uh, the way you perceive these numbers. Well, is I'm not so going to lie. I just wanted week. to go up a little bit so that my son feels good about his purchase for the first week. That's all. Sure, I yeah, that'd be cool. You know, I don't know. I so. feel I'm feeling I'm feeling vibes of what it was like in early December of last year, where it's poised to go up high. It's just fucking something stupid happens where we're just like, you know, I won't be sad, open. but at the same time, I'll be sad because it's I weird. Buy right? more yeah. sats, dude. I know. Well, I mean, you still can. You just get less. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. That does it for the show. That was it. This is a good show. I hope you guys all enjoyed that. But until next time, Jeff, take us out. Thanks for listening. Always question everything. Be a king of your own citadel, even if... even Yeah, be a king or a queen, depending on that. And uh, why ask what when you could ask why or why not? What? Okay, cut.